0: After writing two transformational books myself and supporting many other beings to do the same, I've become enthralled by the deep and mysterious magic that's activated when we choose to say yes to ourselves and commit to the book writing journey. Of course, we want to inspire change and new perspectives in our readers, but the transformation that happens as an author, both throughout the writing process and by actually releasing your book into the world, is surprisingly potent. I know I've been blindsided in the most disruptive and delicious ways by some of the changes my books have brought into my life. Writing a book is like casting a spell, although we can never be completely sure what's going to be unleashed during the process, we choose to do it anyway. This, Unbound One, is a heroic journey. Each book has the potential to be a magical portal, a doorway to a new world, both for you and your reader. Each book has a very specific medicine that it's here to share with us. And each book gives us the opportunity to alchemise the magnificent imperfection of our experience into gold. The truth is that anyone can write a book. We could all get a few thousand words down and put them together. But what fascinates me is what happens when we allow the book writing process to go deeper. When we say, fuck it, get naked and dive way down beneath the surface letting go of the shoulds and any need to be acceptable, sensible or approved of. What fascinates me is what happens when we make ourselves fully available to being transformed by the very act of writing a book. This is Unbound Writing and this is the process we'll be exploring together here in the Unbound Writers Club. I'm Nicola Humber, author and founder of the Unbound Press and I help magical beings to write the transformational book they're really here to write at this time. I'm your guide here in the Unbound Writers Club and the aim of this podcast is to help you to feel supported, encouraged, activated as you embark on your book writing journey. Whether you're a first-time author or have many books out in the world, my hope is that you will find something here to inspire you. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Unbound Writers Club. Today we have one of our special Unbound Book Club episodes because we have a new book pick this lunar month and it is After the Last Fall by Amy Abbey Arts. So After the Last Fall was the very first fiction book to be released through the Unbound Press. It is a book. That has it has a number of core themes, which we dive into in this episode. And magic is one of those. It's a really, really magical book. I'm excited to say there is more fiction in the future of the Unbound Press. But if you feel called to dive into this, first fiction book after the last fall this month in the book club you can join it's free over at com slash subscribe but listen into this conversation with amy it was great to reconnect with her we hadn't spoken for a while and she's got some really exciting personal news to share with us as well which was just as exciting so let's dive in So Amy welcome back to the Unbound Writers Club. Thank you it's so nice to be back. It feels like a while I mean it is a while since after the last fall was released and I know I asked you this question you probably don't remember when you were on the Unbound Writers Club last time. I'm going to ask you again because I feel like The answer can be different depending on where we are in our life and our writing process. But what does it mean to you right now to be an unbound writer?
1: I think it encapsulates everything that I try to do with my work. Um, I think it's really cool to be a part of a group of such trailblazing women, I think it's really impressive to be able to call myself part of that collective because I know that the Unbound Press values itself as sort of a leader of lifting up women's voices. And I sort of get to hold this special title of being the only fiction or at the time I was the only fiction book that was published. So that's also an honor that my literary voice was considered um, strong enough to be able to be called part of that collective.
0: Absolutely. We actually have another fiction book coming out in June, which is very exciting. But you're part of a very select bunch, I must say. (laughs) You were the first. (laughs) (laughs) You were the first. Um, and after the last fall, obviously, was the first. So I'm really excited for your book to be featured in the Unbound Book Club this month. And for those who don't know anything about After the Last Fall. Obviously, they've just heard it's a fiction book, so it's something quite different from from us at the Unbound Press. But can you give us kind of a taste of what, what the book is about? Yeah,
1: so After the Last Fall, it's a young adult fantasy. I really love writing young adult books because I think that people don't give them enough credit for the messages that are really digestible in them. So it's a young adult fantasy. It follows a protagonist as she, um, she has some really significant shifts made to her family. And then she starts realizing that the things that she's been told about her homeland for so long are starting to look like they're lies. And she's learning things that have been hidden from her for all these years. And she has to go on this journey through a bunch of other lands who contact has been cut off with for a hundred, years. And in those lands, she really starts having to question things and she starts going through some really significant identity shifts. Um, and she meets some really significant people along the way who also sort of call her on to change. Um, and then it culminates at the end. I won't say how or, or what happens, but there's a there's a culmination at the end where she can't ignore the things that she's been seeing for for all these months away from home.
0: Yeah, good job of giving an overview without giving too much away about the story. That was really clever how you did that. <laughs> and you you spoke there about, you mentioned the themes that can come through in a book like this. So what were the specific themes that you wanted to bring through in after the last fall? There were a few.
1: One of the themes that I really wanted to sort of hone in on is the fact that there's no one way for femininity to present itself and that you don't have to be this like hyper feminine, domesticated, in the kitchen, cooking and cleaning and wearing dresses type of woman that a lot of fantasy novels sort of lean on or the strong female characters get their strength because like, oh, I grew up with a brother. Jace didn't grow up with a brother. She's the oldest of her family and she has a little sister. And so I really wanted to hone in on the fact that there are multiple ways to be a woman and identify as a woman and still not fit the mold of what we expect women to do. So that was one of the themes that was really important to me. And then one of the other themes, there were two other themes, really. Um, (laughs) One of the other themes was removing stigmas around mental health we especially our youth and our young adults are faced with some really heavy situations right now and i think that we don't give enough credit to our youth and to our teens and our young adults who are going through situations because they're not adults so it can't be that bad but things can be that bad and i think we need to change the way we talk about mental health right like we don't shame people for having diabetes we say oh yeah you need to treat that with your insulin. So mental health shouldn't be any different. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there and it's not real. Um, and so I really wanted to show my character, Jace, going through some 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 heavier mental health episodes, I guess, and not doing it in a way where it's shameful or it was automatically fixed because. Um, She couldn't be a whole person if it was not fixed. So that was my other theme. And then the final theme, and this is something that is in all of my writing, is that it was positive LGBTQ representation. That is crucial to me in all of my writing as a member of the LGBTQ community. I know what it's like to go into bookstores and try to find affirming representation and come out with maybe one or two books. And that's caused by a really, a very real thing that happened here and the United States for about 30 years in Hollywood, there was something called the Hayes Code. And it was a morality clause that said that there could only be representation of LGBTQ people if something tragic happened to them. Because we didn't want them, we didn't want the audience to think that it was a lifestyle that was desirable. So you could have queer people in your representation, but one of them had to die or have a drug addiction. They had to break up. Something really sad had to happen. And we're still feeling effects of that in, me- in media today. Um, and that I mean, it ended in 1968 and we're still here struggling. So um, positive representation is really important to me, especially given the work that I do day
0: to day. It's just unbelievable that that was in place. (laughs) Unbelievable, but also actually completely believable. And like you said, still very much feeling the impact of that. I remember us having a conversation um, the first time we connected and you were like, it's so important to me that like this character that it isn't um, like she isn't associated with something like tra- tragic. Like, Obviously, she has challenges throughout the book okay. and throughout the story, but she is such an empowering like character. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. And you mentioned there, Amy, about the work you do day to day. And I wonder if you could just say a little bit about that, because it feels really important.
1: Sure. I am a social worker full-time, so I currently run our local LGBTQ program, so um, where I live, I live in the Finger Lakes region of upstate New York, so it's a really unique area, and I serve five counties within the scope of the area, so I work with victims of crime, I help people who are going through identity journeys, I provide cultural humility training, I work pretty closely with law enforcement. So I do quite a bit of different stuff. And in that work, I've been able to see how important it is for LGBTQ voices to be heard and for them to be able to find representation. We work with a lot of youth who are coming out for the first time. And for a lot of them, me and my co-advocate are the only two people who are their supports. So if you couple that with also only finding representation where people like us are getting killed... Um yeah it's it's a pretty uh somber outlook, and we want to be teaching people that no there is space for you in this world, just as you are, not how you have to shift yourself to make other people comfortable um so it's It's a really intensive job sometimes, but I love it. you're just pretty
0: amazing to be honest that <laughs> you found time to write this book whilst. Like working full time in that role, and that you continue to write and find time for your creativity is so inspiring, Amy. and I know you were keen for after the last fall to be featured in the Unbound Book Club in this month in particular, and I wonder if you could say why that was important to you,
1: yes, so June is Pride month, and so one of the things that I do through my job is I run our local pride so Usually, it's a one-day festival. It hasn't been the last few years for obvious reasons. Um, So, but Pride is the one month a year where LGBTQ voices tend to be more uplifted. They tend to be the focus. We tend to talk a little bit more about the work. And um, one of the things I try to do with our Pride Month is to deconstruct the idea that it's all like rainbows and parades and all these things and people asking for special treatment because it's not. It's an honor and an homage to the people who did the fight at the Stonewall riots so many years ago to demand equal, equal ground. And so I wanted after the last while to be featured in Pride Month, because it's an LGBTQ character, a couple of LGBTQ characters, actually, and I wanted them to have their voice in the month that was sort of created for them, and sort of give a platform to queer voices in the community.
0: Oh, yeah, and I would say, like, Yes. As soon as I got your email, I was like, yes, let's do this. Really, really. Just feels absolutely perfect. And like I really excited to reconnect with this book, you know, after it's been out in the world for a period of time. And for those who are listening and maybe thinking, oh, well, I've never read a young adult book, you know, I'm not really into fantasy. What would you say to those people who maybe haven't read this kind of book before? I
1: would say that it's not your typical fantasy in that it's very heavy with magic from the start or things like that. Um, One of the themes of the book is jace learning about things that were hidden from her for so long so it starts off decrying magic it starts off as very like we rely on the natural land that we live in we don't have magic we don't participate in things like this and then the closer and closer the further into her quest she gets the more we talk and learn about magic um but it's not You know, I worked really hard to make sure that all of the names were easy to say. You know, that tends to be an issue with fantasy novels is that in getting into the world building, names become impossible. And then people stop reading because they're like, well, I don't even know how to read the main character's name. Um, So my goal was to make it, you know, as digestible as possible while still being filled with themes and um, visuals and things like that. So I would say give it a chance if you haven't read fantasy before because it's not something that's super heavy on the fantasy. It's not one of those things where you're like, hold on a second. I don't remember this world she's just built. Now I have to go back four chapters. It's very linear. And I do my best to make sure I'm connecting the pieces as they go, instead
0: of being like, well, check back to chapter two for that. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And to be honest like i don't i wouldn't pigeonhole this book in any way i think it just completely stands on its own and i'm glad you mentioned that theme of magic because that is something you know that it comes through really strongly in the book and that's one of the things that really drew me into the story was this theme of magic and how like you said it had been hidden for so long and it feels like that's something, I don't know, it feels like something really important for the last couple of years and what we've been going through, obviously longer than that as well. But it feels like a lot of us are discovering or rediscovering things that maybe have been hidden or forgotten for a long time. So it feels like a very current book as well. Well, Thank you. I'm glad (laughs) to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. And before we go, Amy, I mean, I'm just going to say to everybody, if you haven't read it already, then please do take this opportunity to read after the last fall this month in the Unbound Book Club. You know, read it with us. Let us know what you think. But June is a pretty exciting month for you for another reason as well, which you just let me know when we go (laughs) on. And I wonder if you'd be happy to share with us what else other life event is happening in June. Yeah, I'd be thrilled to. So... Um, You all
1: know already that June is my book and June is pride that I'm putting on. But um, at the end of June, I am also going to be getting married to my partner. So I'm very excited about that. I have a really big gift that I've got up my sleeve that I've hidden from her and I've been telling other people sort of to like release the pressure valve because I am really bad about holding on to surprises. And usually I'm like, hi, I know it's December 1st, but here's all of your Christmas presents I've already bought. So I've been like telling other people so that I can release the pressure <laughs> and not tell her the present that I'm working on for her. So I'm really excited for that as well.
0: <laughs> You're not going to tell us what the present is. Oh, I'll tell you. So <laughs> um,
1: we went and saw our, one of our favorite musicians in concert and there was an opening band who she also really likes an opening act and his excuse me his song is going to be our wedding song so on a whim I was just like hey like do you ever do private events and he was like hey text my manager and I was like oh oh my god okay so, I reached out to his manager, and um, the musician who created and performed the song is going to be performing the song for us at our wedding. Amy! Very excited. Oh, wow. I and told that's... her I peaked. I was like, don't ever expect anything else this good again.
0: Yeah, that's it. I've reached my high, everything else. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. It feels like a real yeah. privilege. Yeah, so... I'm telling you, I
1: need to like release the pressure because otherwise I'm going to
0: burst. I'm terrible about holding on to things. Uh, well just like a note to everyone listening don't say anything don't let amy's you're
1: in the finger legs and you
0: pass my partner pipe down (laughs) yeah exactly keep it quiet keep it under your hat oh like sending you so much love and best wishes to both of you for your wedding that's so so gorgeous so perfect as well that we're featuring your book in that month um at the same time so amy for those who are listening and who want to find out a bit more about you and after the last fall and kind of keep in touch because I know you've always got writing projects on the go what's the best way for them to do that I'm on Facebook under my name
1: it's its own author page. So it's under Amy babiars there. I have WordPress page, acbabbiars.wordpress.com. I'm on Instagram if you're interested in pictures of my cat. Um it's Babowitz Eight, I believe, or Babowitz O eight. It's all there so you can kind of find me all over i'm not on twitter because i don't understand it and i'm not on tiktok because i don't understand it but i'm on facebook and i have my own page and i'm on instagram because those are the things i understand
0: perfect that is perfect we'll make sure that all the links are in the show notes i am so with you on twitter it's like no i just can't i don't get it don't get it either thank you so much amy for joining me today and for inviting us to read or reconnect with after the last fall this month in the unbound book club i'm just so grateful that you're part of the unbound community really means a lot to me thank you so much for letting me be a part and sharing that space and thank you for featuring
1: my book i'm really excited to have other people get to read it with the lens me too me
0: too